I don't know. The the movie just had no consistency. And then when we get to like the twist at the end, I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I feel like they didn't know how to end the movie. Welcome to Camp Counselors, a more butter show where we discuss, debate, and inform each other about the best and worst campy movies out there. I am Mr. Gigi, and I am joined by my co-host, Kenny JD. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm super excited to be here for another episode. We're talking about more disturbing film, which I'm actually really starting to like over the past few years. So excited to, to talk more about it. Yeah, we are talking about uh, a Canadian psychological horror film, Chained. Now, what did you, did you look at anything before you watched the movie? Mm, Other than the trailer? No. Mm -hmm. No? Okay. Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) this is, this is a very interesting movie. It's kind (laughs) of, I kind of took it like a roller coaster in a weird way. Mm. because yeah, I don't think the film's quote-unquote quality was consistent for me. It's kind of uh, just all <laughs> over fair. the fucking place. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, what were what were your first impressions with it? My first impressions was, well, I guess whenever someone talks about a movie and calls it disturbing, my first indicator is like, well, how disturbing are we talking? Because, like, mm-hmm. there's there's this movie, which is a bit tame, on on the spectrum of like how disturbing a movie can get but um i try to brace myself regardless if it's on like a list of disturbing film for instance but um so when i walked in i was planning for the worst and then when i actually started watching it um like you said there were some like tonally inconsistent parts and when that happened I laughed and I felt really bad about it because the movie's really fucked up. But there was a lot of situations where I found myself laughing and I feel really bad about it. So that was my first impression. This movie is accidentally kind of hilarious at some parts. Yeah, if I were to give it uh, a great compliment, it is for a content creator. It is content. This movie is content and i would love to make it's uh my very own video on this on my channel talking about it because it is i hope you do there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of things where i would immediately like within the first 10 minutes my brain my fucking like uh (laughs) content brain was just like shaking like dude you you have to talk about this you have to talk about this what the fuck is this (laughs) i loved it so this is another uh movie that mike sent over in the list of uh of disturbing movies is this also one that you kind of found as like a film along the same vein as like antiviral or did you find this one a different way i just looked up movies like antiviral it came up for whatever reason <laughs> i don't think they're alike but it came up they're and not I was at like, all. okay this sounds <laughs> interesting enough i'm on board let's do it so uh chained is a again a canadian psychological thriller um, directed by Jennifer Lynch and based on a screenplay by Damien O'Donnell. Uh, and it's essentially a film about a young child who is uh, kidnapped by a deranged serial killer and is kept in his home 
four years until he becomes an adult. And it's basically uh, a show of him trying to escape the endless uh, abuse from this kidnapper. And as this is coming out of my mouth, I'm sure there's people like, babe, how did you get anything funny out of this movie? And it's not (laughs) it's not funny in like a ha ha type of way <laughs> like oh, oh, oh fuck you man you got kidnapped and now you're treated like a slave like it's not that it's just like <laughs> it's just like certain parts of the movie again are not tonally consistent so it takes you out of what would have been disturbing it, it feels almost like mother mommy dearest that's kind of how i felt when i was watching that movie because that's about abuse in a similar context not quite the same but child abuse and because it's so oddly made you can't help but laugh at certain parts and that's that's where it is in a weird way this this movie is is bordering on on camp hence why it's probably a great way to bring it here but uh i i think it really like for me personally Mm. The whole movie. That's why I said like the whole movie is kind of like a roller coaster. But the f- yeah. the beginning, for whatever fucking reason, those first like fifteen minutes, I was just like, this movie's gonna suck, and I'm gonna <laughs> enjoy every second of it because it's gonna be so <laughs> shit. Because there wasn't anything I was looking forward to. Every aspect, everything that was coming my way, every event happening, mm. I was like, holy shit, this is bad. And I love it so much because it starts with a kidnapping scene. Which is supposed to be terrifying and fucking give yeah. you goosebumps. And I'm sorry, it's terribly done. It it's is it's... terribly done from the writing <laughs> to the acting to like shots are. Dr- it almost feels like they put in outtakes at points because like yeah. the guys. <laughs> I don't know if you notice this when they're they're in the garage. There's a point where the lady's screaming and the guy just stands there like an extra like twelve seconds for no reason, and he's not like intimidating her <laughs> or staring her down. It's just like. Like almost like you're ready to hear like a clapper off screen. Like, all right, now you can get to it. So fucking weird. (laughs) Like, I think the thing that I noticed more so than like outtakes, I noticed um, going back to scripting. It is some of the most like mechanical scripting I've ever (laughs) heard for for this kind of like. There is nothing that really brings you into the horror outside of like just seeing someone be like a serial killer. But like outside of that, like when you hear the main killer, his name is Bob, which is also <laughs> strikes <laughs> to your heart as soon as you hear it. Right? <laughs> it's like, and like Bob is this like tall kind of um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll bounce this off of you. Did he ever feel intimidating to you outside of him committing murders? Listen, Kenny, you want me to be a thousand percent honest with you? Yeah. As soon as he said his first line, I laughed and I was like, there is no fucking way they cast this guy. What? I'm sorry. Respect to him. I, I, I gained respect to him throughout the movie because I started to enjoy other parts of it and yeah. other parts of the acting down the line. Not entirely, but other parts. I was so confused at the man's voice to start. Because yes. his voice in the beginning is not the same as his voice in the middle of the <laughs> movie. And I don't know why. Because at some point along the line, he ends up turning into Danny DeVito. <laughs> I don't know what happened. He becomes like a Brooklyn mobster midway yeah. through the movie. But in the beginning, 
I, I wrote down, he sounded like a quasi-Russian, like Tony Montana-type yeah. dude. Then he sounded like Cuban. And then he just went to the, the fucking mobster in the middle of the movie. I was like, I, what, what, was, what was the direction for this guy? I, I don't understand. Just, I was like, okay, his name is Bob. He has like eight <laughs> accents. <laughs> and, and then like he starts, I don't know, like... Because after, so the kid is here after his mom is killed because it was him and his mom and they were in the back of a taxi and he drives a taxi and he drives it away from town, kills um, the child's mom. Yes. Um, the child's name is Tim, but Bob and, sorry, Bob, Bob and calling, Tim. <laughs> Bob and Tim, Bob ends up calling him nickname Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And so for years and years, he refers to himself as Rabbit. Um, he is Rabbit. But um, in the early stages of, like, forcing this child to be his slave, essentially, they do, like, the rundown of the rules. And I don't... And again, a scene that is supposed to be so, like, disturbing and frightening was just kind of funny to me. And I was like, for, like, a demented killer, it feels like a lot of work to, like have a child here and keep it alive <laughs> to do all those other things. Like, I don't understand. But everything that's supposed to be, like, terrifying from this movie is just a little bit off-center. And because of that, it makes it funny. And I feel bad for laughing. And I'm so happy that when you said it was funny to you, too, I was like, thank God. <laughs> because I was going to sound like a psychopath. No. I was like, this movie is fucking hilarious on accident. I understood what you meant a hundred percent. I I messaged Kenny after when I was fifteen minutes into the movie. I messaged her, and I I never messaged her about the movies beforehand because no. you know you don't want to just spoil everything. But I was like, "Yo, have you watched Chained? Because I am fucking losing my mind over here. What? I'm so. I just... thought you had finished and gotten to the twist at the end. No, right? I hadn't even gotten there yet. Literally, just starting the movie. I was like, "Yo, this is fucking awesome. I I love every part of this." It's so even just like you said, I didn't even like stop to think about the fact that he had the child there and he was like, well, you weren't. He even said, like, well, you're not supposed to be part of this. You're not supposed to be. I guess let me bust out my go to rule book that I have for just child slaves. Uh, yeah. So you cook for me. You clean for me. Uh, you only eat my leftovers. You you bathe me. It's like, OK. And, and then after a while, um, he ends up kind of treating rabbit as kind of like a pseudo son and he's like my son won't be an idiot so he gives him like a book that's like um how to understand like anatomy and how the body works and i was like okay (laughs) like like what and so he slowly (laughs) gives the child more and more freedom as he gets older until he gets into early adulthood and you've just made this child who had no he was nine when he got kidnapped so he has no base knowledge of much um and you're like let let's make him more intelligent so so that he can leave like i was confused about what his why do you have this child if you kill everybody else Mm -hmm. what is it about this child now my theory if we're gonna try to make it a little bit deeper than it actually is uh, there's a scene where he's driving a, a a father and a son in his taxi, 
and the father is, you know, verbally abusing the kid and he doesn't kill them. So my theory is that he didn't kill him because he's a boy and that in some way feels representative of Bob. But that's giving this movie a bit more credit. <laughs> and I'm trying. Well, like, I mean, I'm not shitting on it. <laughs> like, I can no. tell it's trying. But. Yeah, no, it sounds like we're talking about possum. That's not what this is. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> this movie, for me, it started to pick up the further it went on. And I was mm. like, okay, I'm more into it. More, there are silly things. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stupid shit. The in kills it. are kind of funny. The like, kill. I felt bad. <laughs> The, the, the drunk girl scene to me was so just like I was. I don't usually cringe at movies, yeah. but I couldn't keep watching. I was like, "Please murder her! Please murder her! Why are you making I this?" I thought that too. Okay, I'm this? so happy. I'm so happy that I'm not the. Only, I was like, "Damn, she was very annoying." If you're gonna kill her, just go about it. Yeah, because- they were just letting her run with it. They were like, "Hey, just improv for thirty minutes." It's like just murder her. Why are they looking at her? This is weird. Like, why are you showing her to the bathroom? Well, I was talking about the girl that um, was, like, running around trying to figure out how to get out and just didn't go to the other door that she came through <laughs> and then goes up to the the other imprisoned person and is like, how do I get the fuck out of here? And then gets stabbed in the back of the neck. And it was just so anticlimactic. I was like, I know. I know that was supposed to be, like, really disturbing and frightening. But. But. No. <laughs> the, and it, it, he, precision, too. Because he threw the knife. Yes. I was. <laughs> I, thank God you said it. Because I was about to say. It wasn't a thing where he came up behind her. Like, no. You just hear a thump. And you see him six feet away. And I'm like, oh. And that's what I don't like about this movie. They try so hard to build Bob up as this, like, right. lethal mastermind. Like, he's got yeah. it down. The kidnappings, the killings. He's so fucking precise. He's clearly, like, a trained assassin. But he's Bob. He's Bob <laughs> who drinks Bud Lights after work. And I don't believe any of the things you tell me. In fact, when he first locks the ki- when he first has the kid, he doesn't mm. chain the kid up. He doesn't no. lock him up in any kind of way. He's free. The kid sucks. He's stupid because he doesn't try to escape. He never panics. It takes him eight months to try and escape. And then Bob's waiting for him like, I, I could read you from a mile away, rabbit. I see everything. I know everything. No, you don't, Bob. No, you don't. He's like, mate, he's a lazy sack of shit who sits on the couch all day. That's what they show him as. But he's also had- fucking insane. I had one note on Bob. I didn't take any notes through this movie. The one note I had <laughs> is that he felt he has the feeling of Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie, the tall one with no chin who likes butter toast. I was yes. really at the place where I was like, this feels very Ed adjacent. <laughs> and if you imagine Ed as a serial killer, then this is what the movie is. And it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I'm glad you jumped off the cliff because I was just I wasn't Ed. I didn't think of Ed. I was just like, what is this character reminding me of right now? Mm. And I just I didn't know what to compare him to. I was just like, I don't know. I feel like uh like he's like a dopey a, a dopey person who's also dangerous. So I was like Vaguely maybe Homer like of like I was thinking like of mice and men like uh what is his name? Lenny. Lenny. The yeah. big strong dude who's like not all there, but hey, he don't fuck with him though. He'll murder the fuck yeah. out of you. That's, that's actually exactly a pretty what I accurate thought. one. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And I was, 
I, I, I'm sorry. It's just those parts is what I are what I hate. These little inconsistencies, things that don't make sense. Like I know they try to go for the whole, uh, the whole thing of you know he's basically training him to fear right. him, training him to not try and leave. But Bob leaves for hours at a time every day because he's an actual taxi driver. Right. He actually does that as a job, and fucking Tim is there alone so often and there's not more escape attempts and that bothers the hell out of me this podcast is sponsored by jarritos there are 12 flavors of jarritos including strawberry mango tamarind mandarin jamaica grapefruit lime mexican cola and more to my to my personal favorites i'm holding right here that's tamarind and lime delicious they come in a glass bottle they're made with real sugars no hfcs and all natural flavors so go out there and get the jarritos fiesta packs at your local walmart to try every flavor the link will be in the description to find your nearest store thank you jarritos for sponsoring this podcast and also um how should i put this like bob isn't a very I'm I'm not trying to negate the fact that he murders <laughs> several people, but there is an element of him. He's not just, a bad guy. Just, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. Like what I mean is like, especially as uh, Tim gets older, I guess there's an element where, you know, we're supposed to understand this as like a psychological wearing him down, but not really because throughout as Tim gets older, he's like, vocalizing that he doesn't want to because there's also an element of bob training him to be the Mm -hmm. next uh, serial killer i guess or whatever but throughout that tim is just like nah so it wasn't like he gave in fully to the whole like this is me this is who i am he wants me to be a killer so i'm gonna be a killer he was still like very much so mentally not with the shit so theoretically a person who is like exerting that he doesn't he isn't fully wrapped into (laughs) bob and his lore and his you know endless intelligence um wouldn't that person like figure out how to leave especially because there's a point where he unchains him Mm -hmm. and he's just like yeah i'm gonna stay here and that works if we've seen him actually do the whole like stockholm syndrome thing and really like lay into him even like times when he like yells at him doesn't feel particularly like heavy the way you would think it's supposed to he's just like no child of mine is gonna be stupid here's a book (laughs) it's just like it's like okay (laughs) like whatever it just every time well at least one particular time that he yelled i was just like i felt so out of left field like they're like you know you got to be intimidating dude so we're gonna give you this yelling scene it was when he was showing him the book and he just says no i don't want to learn it and then there's just a pause he's like i try to give you this knowledge and you just fuck it all up I was like, calm down, Bob. There was no need for all that. <laughs> it just so he gets up and starts fucking flipping shit. I'm like, all right, this just it doesn't feel authentic to me. There are parts because it's where not consistent. Uh huh. Exactly. There are parts where their dynamic does feel authentic, and I actually kind of like mm. uh, Bob kind of trying to feel like you know I want this to be my son. I like that aspect of it. I think that's mm. very interesting, and the way he even tries to like make. Uh, like make uh what the fuck's her name make tim feel nice like he's getting a seat at the table now because mm. you know he's trying to get into killing as well i like all that aspect of it 
it's just execution yeah execution is everything and that's why i was thinking i was like okay serial killer kidnaps a kid and wants to turn him into like his protege um and like even in the course of like trying to turn him into the protege um are we spoiling things? Are we are we taking it to spoiler town? Well, uh, uh, this is a spoiler. If you guys, as long as we warn everybody, spoiler alert. If you guys are spoiler. interested, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. Right. I, I think it's cool. I'm. I'm glad I watched it. But like I spoiled just... Possum all the way through because Possum sucks. But if you wanted to watch this one, <laughs> yeah. Click off but, now. Uh, go watch Chain. But spoilers. But like. As he's like being introduced to 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 continue my gripe about him not being fully indoctrinated, like once he starts going with him to like kill women, because that's who his prime demographic is. He he only kills women because um, presumably he has some hangups about his mom because there was some abuse in regards to his mom and his dad. Um, but, uh, they find a girl and he is able to use the things that he learned from Bob to, uh, save her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that was cool. I, I did find it very interesting in the sense that it was basically used entirely to legitimize the entire, like, learn about the body thing that he's in a book for. Cause I, cause I, it didn't shock me that that's where it was going. Cause like, why else would he pull out a random anatomy book <laughs> to show him? Mm-hmm. But once, I don't know, the, the movie just had no consistency. And then when we get to like the twist at the end, I was just like, what the hell? <laughs> I feel like they didn't know how to end the movie, but as as far yeah. As far as the scene with the girl, which is supposed to be a pretty pivotal scene, like it's it's supposed to be right. his first killing. And if he doesn't go, if Tim doesn't go through with the killing, well, then Bob's going to do it. Bob's going to fuck right. her up. So I, I think it was a cool idea. I just, I'm sorry. There were so many points in this movie, and this was one of those points where it was so too predictable for me. Mm. Not like I'm so fucking big brain. I saw it coming, but it was like, I think they just made it abrasively obvious that, hey, like, all he knows is the body. That's Tim's right. only specialty at that point. And he even says it, the line, like, right before. Then he starts feeling out, like, a part of her hip. Right. And it's like, okay, so he's feeling out. He doesn't want to strike a vital organ. And he's supposed to pretend that she dies so he can get into Bob's good grace. But he actually keeps that girl, girl alive. Right. I like that, but I don't. It's just so... I wish they didn't spoon feed it to us so hard because then they try to make it. They almost, I feel like they thought they didn't spoon feed it to you because of the right. later scene where then they show the way it went down. And I feel like you wouldn't right. have that scene unless you thought you bamboozled us. Right. <laughs> and then also, like, there's a line when they show how it went down that is just some of the cringiest shit. Uh, when she's on the ground and he's like, You got to act like a dead girl. I've seen a lot of dead girls. Oh, and she starts crying. <laughs> that shit was so that. fucking stupid. I was like, are you fucking kidding? There's something like weirdly like, because I also got this vibe that this dude was like, <laughs> like he's very like thin and frail because he's been essentially starved by this guy his whole life. But there is something very like Edward Cullen 
esque about him. Yes. (laughs) And so, like, it was interesting to see it in this dynamic where she's just like, where I don't, I don't know what that line was for. (laughs) Was it to be like alluring? Was it to be like intimidating and scary? (laughs) Like, why would you say that to the person who's about to die or theoretically could die if you missed her vital, if you didn't miss her vital organs? And you're like, Mm. I've seen a lot of dead girls. And it's like, what? Why are you telling? Why? (laughs) Like, why did we leave this in here? (laughs) I remember uh, that was one of the points in the movie where I laughed out loud because it caught me <laughs> off guard. But you bring up a good point, too. Like, he's supposed to be this starving, frail kid that is beaten at times when he doesn't listen to fucking Bob. But he looks just like a character from Vampire Diaries, just with an open collar shirt. And yeah. that's that's it. So you're right. During that, like, he's telling her, like, please, I'm sorry. I might have just killed you. Uh, I've seen a lot of Doug. It turns into, like, 365 days out of nowhere. That's what and, I like, didn't know. Whispering in her ear and shit. I'm like, hey, yo. I was like, is this a, what is this? I don't know why you did this. And then, like, and, like, and, and because of that, there's supposed to be this, like, connection between them. And so in a weird way, I was like, are they going to, like, date or something afterwards? And as mm-hmm. far as we know, no that pissed me off too there was no, I was like, there why was did no you do closure this? between them whatsoever at the end i thought i thought at the end when mm. well just i'll just skipping to the end of that part when he leaves i thought he was gonna be with her like they were gonna be right. a couple and they weren't and i was like well so okay. what was that for <laughs> like why did we like that was so intimate for no reason then you would think okay because- whatever sure because as you'd imagine, he does end up taking down um, Bob. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, Bob. the name Bob is just like... <laughs> he ends up taking out Bob in like a fight. And uh, he, he, instead of like continuing a life with this girl that survived, um, I, I guess she survived. Because now that I think about it, we just see like her in the basement and she's still twitching so theoretically she survives but we don't we don't actually know that um and yeah i think because i think she played dead at first and but then oh yeah like like we said there's nothing else shown afterwards to be like yeah she's okay there's no like police that rushed the the house or anything there's no ambulance or whatever so we just assume that she got out alive but um instead of like having anything closure wise with that it goes straight to oh boy this this is the part where it really lost me i was like i can't take this seriously this entire viewing experience I'm, i'm finally cracking and this is the the twist of the movie again spoilers um he leaves out of captivity and he ends up being able to find his father um and his father has been remarried it's been so many years he has a new family he has a new son um and they go to this house and uh he's theoretically we as the audience are like wow yay he's finally reunited with his father but Mm -hmm. then he's like why did you sell us to your brother, Bob? And I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? That wasn't, what? And he was like, "There, we found an envelope with a check that you gave Bob to get rid of us. Mom died. And then they fight. And then he kills his dad. And I was like, okay. And then he just goes back to the house that was 
where Bob was at. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, and I'll be honest, Kenny just made that sound way better than it actually was. That last part. Because <laughs> it's so a, abrupt. That last part knocked the movie down for me because mm. it was just what? Like huh? they didn't they didn't plan for it. They didn't prepare for it. They didn't really hint at it, at least not that I saw. So it really did come out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. where he got this knowledge that his father was in on them getting kidnapped. There was no explanation for that either, as far as like why he would do that. Um, it would like, have been nice I did... if there was like some breadcrumbs for us to right. be like, oh, but no, it was just like, huh? The only breadcrumb they had, which isn't even really a breadcrumb, it was just some, kind of like a throwaway uh, line, was early, like in the very beginning of the movie, <clears throat> the dad is like, take a taxi. Like, I want you to take a taxi, but that's not inherently breadcrumb is just take a taxi because it's like it's it's easier to take a taxi but that was it and then um i was sitting here just kind of like it felt like an end that wasn't earned i think that's Mm -hmm. where it all boils down to it it's like you didn't earn this like this reveal so to speak um there was just a line maybe throwaway where the where bob was like you're dad doesn't miss you but that also doesn't really hold up very well yeah I, I wouldn't count that as a breadcrumb because he just tells him hey your dad remarried does that look like someone who would love you like but that's just you know you trying just, to once again condition somebody like right. there's nothing out there for you i'm everything you have i don't take that like, as oh maybe his dad had something to do with it right in fairness i did think the whole time like okay well like even if he does get away at this point you're like 18 19 you've been there for 10 years like what do you do now anyway so i wouldn't be surprised if he would have just like came back to the house but like how they made that turnaround was just meh not a great way to do it yeah i didn't really i i didn't really mind everything going up to the murder of bob i liked how bob died too as, yeah. as soon as he got Bob in a comp like in a co- compromised position, compromising. Is that, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, what you said. Got him off his guard. Yeah, as soon as he got him down, <laughs> Bob started to do that whole uh, villain thing where he's like, "You're not gonna do anything." Rap and right before he finishes, just <laughs> fucking right, knife like... straight into it. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! I like that shit." Yeah. yeah, let's fucking go, rabbit. And then it. <laughs> And then they ruined it with the next scene. And just there's so many unanswered questions, even though they think they're answering everything. They fucking did not. They left us in a worse position. He returns back to the home and I'm sitting there like, okay, well, what about the girl? That makes no fucking sense. Um, The way that the the fucking wife of Tim's dad. Mm. I'm sorry, miss. (laughs) Horrible horrendous she was pretty bad like so od no please no and the the lines didn't help i was gonna say the lines were terrible because there's a part where he's he's like you sent us to your brother bob and she's like what what you don't have a brother (laughs) and i was just like oh god babe love no (laughs) you you don't have a brother he doesn't have a brother and i was like jesus christ she even oh my god see this is the type of shit i want to talk about in the movie review but <laughs> even even worse when he dies or when uh what the fuck's tip i'm like thinking of like the most generic names right now Bob. when tim kills his dad oh. <laughs> and the wife is there 
she oh my god she looks over at her wedding photo with the guy and mm. slams it down and i was like <laughs> was that supposed to be a metaphorical thing like i'm done with him and then she starts destroying all their wedding photos <laughs> so she can call the police and be like someone broke in and killed my husband right. or killed no 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 is that what the fuck she said killed my husband yeah, someone, there was a burglary, and I think my husband's dead, or something like that, vaguely. Yeah, um, so she, she just goes like, oh, someone broke in, so she starts flipping everything over, and I'm just like, I don't think that was necessary. I think you can explain, like, you had nothing to do with this lady, why are you, right. is, well, is she I trying guess, to get him out of it, be like, oh, he's not I, the killer? Yeah, I think that was it, because she was like, run, get away. And I'm sure, like, he was probably abusive in their marriage, too. Like, he didn't just wake up one day and start paying for people to kill his wife and child. So, like, but even beyond that, it's just, like, ah, I just really wish they would have ended it with, like, the girl and him just trying to rediscover life, I guess, after an Mm -hmm. experience like that. Because... I felt like they needed, they felt like they needed to like explain why they got kidnapped in the first place. But it's just like, I mean, serial killer just kidnapping people. I don't think we need anything beyond that. I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there is the, the kind of loose end of, well, now is he going to go out and try and find his dad because he wanted to find his dad. Right. So like, I get that, but. This wasn't the way to tie that loose end up. I, I yeah. didn't. I, I feel like it just added way more goofy shit on top of it. And even just did more funny moments, honestly, just more things I laughed at. Like when the sun <laughs> popped out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, Mom, what's going on? He looks over. He's like, I have a brother. <laughs> it's just like, oh, guys, what is let's let's wrap this up. This ain't this ain't it, guys. This is not the ending you want. They really could have. Ooh, I think a better ending even could have been like. Him going out to find his dad, but him being so traumatized that he just like doesn't even go up to the door and just goes back to the to the other to Bob's house. I think that would have been like indicative yeah. of the issue that we have here. And it also wouldn't have given us this like days of our lives <laughs> soap opera wrap up. <laughs> like, who's the evil twin? I have a brother. <laughs> that's, how, that's how fucking comedic it is. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. But I mean, it's as even with all that, though, yeah. I still don't think this movie is terrible. I think there are some fun moments. Yeah, I, I don't hate this movie, though. I, I kind of mm. I wouldn't mind. Uh, this sounds weird, I guess. But putting this on like in the background or something at a random. point. Yeah. But even I though get it. it's just like torture and murder and all those other things. But like as far as those things go, it's pretty light on that spectrum. Again, when someone's like, oh, disturbing film i or even like oh psychological thriller you know it can run the gamut this is a pretty mild in in this (laughs) watch someone watches it like this is the most traumatizing thing i've ever (laughs) seen (laughs) but in the grand scheme of things it's not that bad like i think it's on youtube (laughs) so if it was that bad somebody like uploaded it and didn't get taken down for like gore or whatever yeah as Um, far as nudity or gore there are maybe like tiny glimpses that you see i think you see bob naked for like three seconds yeah oh there's also the whole uh incest thing that we kind of glossed over oh yeah the yeah we did (laughs) right that scene (laughs) that was oh sorry for laughing (laughs) no god right okay 
the reason I glossed over it is because I knew I was going to laugh. And I feel bad because, again, if you <laughs> haven't seen the movie, you're going to be like, this sounds horrible. <laughs> like, but like, OK, again, as a disclaimer, the movie is not funny content wise. The movie is funny via execution because they show like why Bob is like really fucked up. And it's because um his dad was abusive and like made him have sex with his mom. And I think the reason why uh he has, I guess, like hatred towards women is because she didn't protect him. She went to go uh like uh placate or calm down their father. Um but oh I sound terrible but like the scene itself happens and it's just Mm -hmm. it's like a it's like this weird like flash between that and then it's like Bob sleep and he's like 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 moaning (laughs) very loudly he's like moaning and like no, like you know what we said about his voice. Oh, like that's kind of right. Off. Picture that now in like just like a like a vocal vibration, just loud as hell. And and it's him like just in bed, and I and him like having a nightmare. And again, there's no words I can explain to make this not sound traumatic and terrifying. But it's like you gotta watch it. There's something about the scene that's so execution wise shoddy <laughs> that you can't help but be like what the fuck is going on had to be the most awkward thing to film possible right that's what i was thinking because they're like the dad's like telling him like get on the it's almost like a weird shitty like sleazy porn film it's like get on the yeah. covers get it what is i wish i wrote down some of the lines he said <laughs> it's like get it yeah get inside your mother yeah you like them inside of you <laughs> You slut! It's, and he's it's just, just like, like, yeah, it's just like weird. He's not like stroking. This sounds weird, but he's like kind of like just like almost like giving like CPR to himself. It's like kind of like, like yeah, shock someone. So he's like kind of convulsing, and the mom's just like throwing her head back against the head. It's it's really, it's it's. I know it's supposed to be disturbing, mm-hmm. and I think if anyone else filmed it, it would be, <laughs> but because. Because it was so shoddily done. And then we have, like, him as an adult, like, having this nightmare about the event or whatever. But, like, everyone everyone did such a bad job acting it out. So because of that, it was just like, what, what is happening? This feels very, like, almost like a shittily done weird Pornhub thing. And, and then, like him having a nightmare but it's also with his voice the way it is i don't know i dare say you gotta watch it to know what i'm talking about but also the sounds more traumatic than ah that's what i mean (laughs) i had to skip over it because i was like there's no way there's no way to talk about this that does sound super fucked up again the subject matter itself is disturbing but if you see the movie it's like huh what what is happening yeah, I feel uh, it's like one half. I feel bad because uh, I believe the director said that she wanted to promote a dialogue about child abuse, which I'm on board, of course. That's what they said about Mommy Dearest. Yeah, it just when, you know when the execution's not there, and there's just right. there's comedy there. I'm sorry, there just is. 
in the execution. There's not comedy in you know what you know what the fuck the I'm talking about. Matter. Okay, I don't need to explain right. myself. Okay, it was I a funny have... scene. It was a weird incest scene, <laughs> and it was goofy as shit. That's my final disclaimers are for bitches. <laughs> disclaimers are for cowards. No. <laughs> But no, it, the whole movie, again, it, like I said, there is something, if you've never, have you ever seen Mommy Dearest? I highly recommend it. I've never seen um, Mommy Dearest. Okay, so it's a really fucked up movie about child abuse um, from uh, Joan Crawford, Hollywood, old Hollywood Joan Crawford mm-hmm. movie star, and her daughter, her adopted daughter ended up making a book about the abuse she suffered from her mom, and then they turned it into a movie. Oh, no. And when they made it into a movie, it was <laughs> all over the fucking place. It was all over the fucking place. And so people, like, the whole point of making the movie and writing the book is because, like, nobody talked about, like, child abuse. This was in, like, the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. So nobody was really open about child abuse at the time. So it was, like, a really pivotal book and they wanted to turn it into a movie. But by the time they got to a movie, they wanted to make Joan Crawford um as a person, this larger than life person, because she was in old Hollywood. So they have this like super dramatic woman also being abusive. So in a weird way, it turns into the like soap opera E. Get my clothes! No more wire hangers! And it's just chaos. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. It's like, I know what you were going for, but no this was not it yeah but even looking at some just like clips just on mute it's like yeah i see what (laughs) you're talking about i get it yeah so but you know it got a 68 percent uh tomato meter from uh critics 53 percent from wow 53 percent from audiences i thought audiences would be okay maybe they also got the vibe that we were talking about because i really thought maybe we were the assholes here but I think no, I think somebody else might might also feel I, the the skewness. Those those are fair scores, I think, between critics and audience. I'm not mad about those. I think those make sense. Yeah. That was a twenty twelve yeah. film. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know it was that old. Yeah. It does feel rather uh newer though. I will say that. Yeah. Like visually, it doesn't look like something that looks like it happened ten years ago. So that's cool. Maybe that also explains the kind of vampire esque Oh, yeah, maybe they're trying to play to that a little bit. Do you just a little bit. have a number to assign this movie in terms of one to ten, one being tent on fire, ten being s'more? Yummy. Are we okay? If we're basing it off of like whether or not it's a good movie, five, but entertaining, mm. I give it a good eight. <laughs> I think that's okay. We can we can do those two scores for this one at least because this one's yeah. This movie's content, content wise, I'm feeling a nine, and I'm very excited to talk more about this. I'm super excited <laughs> for you to get on that. Uh, <laughs> as as just like a standalone movie, I, I'd give it. I'd give it like a six, maybe even six and a half. Yeah. I, I think I it got better as time went on. Even with the goofy shit, I was like, I'm I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm glad this is one of the names thrown out there. Yeah, I'm happy that this is one that we landed on because we can't do both that were full on art house. Oh, imagine we had two possums back to back. I would not want to record. I'd be like, can would, we reschedule or at least not do both of them should, together, please? 
<laughs> we could have just been like, okay, never mind. Y'all just not getting the podcast this week. I'm <laughs> doing it. Uh, but uh, no, this one definitely was uh, content worth the making. So yeah, I'm super excited to see that. That that was Chained, guys. You can feel free to watch that yeah. on your own time if you would like, uh, judging off what we said. <laughs> but as always, make sure to follow More Butter on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, and subscribe to the YouTube if you are watching it there. I am, of course, joined by Kenny JD. Yep, and you can find me on YouTube, either on Kenny JD, or you can find me on the More Butter channel where I do In Defense Of, which is my podcast about movies that didn't do so well in the uh, box office or didn't make much money, um, and I decide whether or not they deserved it. So that's always a fun time as well. So definitely check that out. I am Mr. Gigi. You can find me, Mr. Gigi, on YouTube, the Mr. Gigi on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Camp Counselors podcast. And as always, do not forget to butter your popcorn. Thanks, guys. Bye.